Hello, 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 good morning. So for many of you reaching the end of our Christmas challenge, for a lot of you reaching the end of the year, end of your kind of work commitments this week, maybe your workout commitments as well, all this type of stuff. So we're winding up for the year. What I like to do at the end of each year is a, is a yearly review. So if any of you want the template for this, please email me um, and you can get it. But I wanna to talk today, like I, I spoke to Louise yesterday about what we're doing in January. So in January, we're doing a four-week challenge from the 8th of Jan, right? And it's gonna be a training challenge. So you're gonna do a quiz or a questionnaire, and it's gonna figure out the best training plan for you. So there'll be about eight or 10 buckets for people to step into in terms of training plans. And you'll be in the same um, bucket as other people in a similar life circumstance as you. Because Louise was saying, I can't fit the workers into my life right now. You know, like how I've got a, a new baby, you know, Leo's in his two, two in his terrible twos, as I say, but maybe the beautiful twos, just loud and proud. But, you know, I was like, well, you, you're comparing yourself to Louise, who was doing work as during lockdown. You didn't have a kid. And all we could do was go wake up in the morning and do a live workout. You were doing five workouts a week. And we often always compare ourselves to the time when we were the best at training. And usually that's time gone, like that life has gone. So it's quite, in a way, silly for us to do it. Even though we still do it automatically. We're like, oh, well, I felt amazing back then. I was training so much. It's like, that's fine. That was you then. What are you doing now? And what's your lifestyle now? So you always start very, very near. You start to what you're doing right now. What time you've got. Um, what equipment you've got. Can you go to the gym or not? Can you, you know, how much time do you have? Do you have to train, change your training hours? Maybe you used to be a morning worker person, but now you have to train midday for five, 10 minutes. Or maybe you're, maybe that's gotta be at the end of the day. So you gotta figure this out, but we're gonna figure this out for you if you do the quiz. Anyone can do the quiz to figure out what training plan will work for them. And don't underestimate short workout plans. You know, don't underestimate a seven or 10 minute workout where you're, you've got a short rest period uh, your gas in the tank, your engine is building, you'll get a real good mental health boost for it. Doing that a few times a week, when you can slaughter it in, is a lot better than doing absolutely nothing. And I think we're all trapped in this mindset of, I wanna do everything, but I can't do everything, so right now I'm doing nothing. You know, it's a bit weird that we're in that. But on the note of training as well, I'm gonna talk about, and I, you don't need to train, by the way. For many of you, your goal is weight loss only. Um, and just to reaffirm weight loss only, you're doing, you need to get into a calorie deficit, you need to hit your protein target because it, even if you're not training, higher protein means you're going to retain more muscle mass. You do not want to lose muscle, even if you're a man, you're a woman, whatever, you must retain muscle mass. It is critical for long-term health, especially as you age, right? You want to make your step count higher. You want to keep increasing your steps. Right, that's important as well. Daily movement, just moving those legs, moving the joints, just walking, right, getting some movement. Um, and then those are the three critical things. But then when you add in resistance training, which is like using weights or bands or your body weight, there's another layer of additional benefit to this, which is, you know, you're gonna get stronger, you're probably gonna have something you can aim for. Um, it helps with bone mineral density and every, all that type of stuff. So you can get gains from two workouts a week. 30 minute workouts, two minute, two workouts a week is ideal. Maybe you need to break it down and start off with a 10 minute workout twice a week and you build up. And no, it sounds naturally like, ah, oh, I'm not doing, what's the point doing 10 minutes? Well, what's the point doing anything and starting small then? You can't just jump into stuff all the time. So when you're thinking about the end of this year and you're thinking about going into January, be realistic. 
whether it's we're realists here we're not saying do these five workouts a week crazily high intensity workouts followed by cardio every day you know that's what these online pt coaches tell people to do and does it get results yes if someone sticks to it it gets results obviously because it's such a plan that causes a huge amount of calorie burn they're doing 10 15,000 steps a day cardio every day workout nearly every day low low calories what do you think is going to happen oh well you get a body that you like looking at maybe your mental health is in in the pan you have no you you've kind of this kind of taken over your life in a sense because you have to say no to a lot of things if you do in that structure um it becomes a burden in the end because there's so much to do every week and you're not looking forward to it because you're like i'm doing it every day you've got to do this all the time so we're not going down that route if you want to go down that route happy days do it but get the base first if you haven't got that nailed down you want to get there why don't you start off with a good base and that's all i'm saying about that so louise is looking at doing seven to ten minute workouts um once or twice a week she's going to be tracking it. that's the type of worker plan she's going to be following some of you might be doing four workouts a week in the gym and you want to really smash it in a different stage of your life maybe you don't have kids and that's what we catered for as well so have a think of these things um there's a study that came out as well on post-workout protein for female lifters and what kind of maximizes muscle protein synthesis now you can look all the research la 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 what really is important to you well if we are going to consume protein how much protein do we need to consume in that meal for us to get the most benefit from it because we are getting the meal ready we've got the chicken ready we've got the protein shake ready and it might be the difference of adding a half more scoop or a bit more chicken and you get a much bigger benefit from that protein intake does that make sense so they looked at it and basically what they found was 15 grams of protein following a training session didn't really do much to muscle protein synthesis rates above baseline so if you're doing worker program or you want to increase your protein in general you want to have well 15 grams in that one meal or that one intake isn't enough to spike muscle protein synthesis enough so the the group that got 30 grams did have a significant spike that's why you hear this 30 grams of protein it's been around for a while the research is backing it as if you're going to eat protein make sure you're trying to eat 30 grams of protein in a sit-in whether that's split into three meals whether it's a snack as well but 15 grams of protein in a sit-in is a bit low so make sure if you are looking to in the new year getting into your training especially recovery right 30 grams of post 30 grams of protein post workout whether there is a protein shake or a meal is what's required and for other meals ideally it's the same thing as well now you might say is 60 grams better 70 grams better well research is kind of saying 30 gram is kind of where it gets to its peak and then it might get diminishing returns again more isn't always better we're looking for the lowest dose that's maximum gains does that make sense lowest dose maximum gains so that was an interesting study that has recently come out and it's done on women which is great because there's not much research done specifically on trained women um there was another study I looked into about the strawberries as brain food and it looked at strawberries as brain food and actually when they looked at the research and they were looking doing this test and it was a randomized control trial which means gold standard you know real gold standard um, of the trials it did show the people that consumed uh, more strawberries actually did better on mental tasks than people that didn't have the strawberries um, and really what's come and really when you're looking at that study you're looking at what's the benefits of strawberries and blueberries have got double of what was they were looking at in strawberries um 
there was impact in this. So if you do feel like you're mentally kind of slower and your caffeine is really high, whatever, your sleep, maybe your sleep is fine, you might want to look at stuff like this. I'm, I'm not saying this is going to change your life and stuff. It's it's It was a 12-week study with like 30-odd people, but it was a really high-quality study. Um, and they were looking at anthocyanin. I think I said that right. Um, they just wanted to look at like what slows cognitive decline and all this stuff. So it's quite an interesting study. And I think it's worth looking at. Have you got, again, are you eating fruits in your diet? You know, it's the simple stuff. Are you eating any fruits and veggies? Even though it's calories and protein is the main thing, your calories can be made up of whatever quality you want, whether that's unprocessed foods or, or ultra-processed foods. You know, it's good to have a mix because that's how we live. But it is important that you have your fruit that you have most days. Like, I have blueberries every day now. Frozen blueberries, 500 grams. Um, I usually get watermelon as well because I love watermelon after training because there's a lot of water in it. And... I just find it nicer to get into someone who's got water, you know? Oof, I love a watermelon. Um, so yeah, the basics basics re reaffirmed. You know, get your fruit in, for God's sake. Don't um, slack on the fruit. Especially over Christmas period, you know? Instead of munching on a lot of chocolate, maybe say I'm going to munch on a lot, of, a lot of fruit. Maybe you can dip it in a bit of chocolate if you want, but get the, get the fruit in. Uh, and the last study to cover is uh, how body image can affect eating behaviours. Now, Obviously, we know if we've got a bad body image of ourselves, it can push us to disordered eating behaviours, which is extreme dieting, binge eating and vomiting, stuff like this. And we know the time is coming for Weight Watchers and Slimming World and other big companies to be big on advertising this. Do you want to finally get the body of your dreams? Are you fed up of being sluggish and slow and hating how you look? Do you want to live the life or the life you're meant to live, you know? And they hit you with this, like, you looking at your body and having a bad image of it, basically. And it can lead to then, obviously, extreme dieting because the first diet that pops in your feed that says, I can help you lose 30 pounds in a month, you're gonna jump on it. And it hijacks our brain. You know, marketers are brilliant at doing this. And uh, you can, is it an ethical, likely is on the borderline? It probably, it definitely is an ethical to do. And that's a fine line with Turtle we're trying to, balance because a lot of you guys come to turtle and you want to lose weight and improve your health and your relationship with food and overall wellness um and weight loss is a big part of the journey for a lot of people who are overweight but it's not about making you feel bad to start with to lose weight you like you can be happy right now or you can be content right now with whatever body you're in and you think no there's no way it's true like when you look back at photos of yourself when you're leaner you don't have fond memories of loving your body because you were always had a problem with your body no matter how lean you got so the mindset shift has to happen you must learn to really be content or neutral with yourself no matter if you've gained five ten pounds or you're 50 pounds overweight or 100 pounds overweight you've got to be neutral about it and not have this negative view of yourself like you are the worst person in the world for it you're always looking at yourself going oh my god i'm horrendous or whatever um, you avoid revealing any parts of your body, you wear just black clothing, um, you think people are always thinking badly of you and how you look and stuff like that, so you don't go on the beach or on a swim, swimsuit in the pool, stuff like this. Um, and you just have these feelings about your weight and shape, right? So all these things that go through our mind can lead us to decisions that really make things worse, right? We know this. 
and the path out of it is the slow path the slow path of saying you know what my body right now is storing excess energy I have eaten too much energy over the last few years and that energy I've not needed to use it because I haven't been that active um, so my body has stored away this excess energy into fat stores into pockets of fat around my body okay I'm not too happy that it's done this but it is and it's you know something I want to reduce because it's gonna help me with my health I'm not a bad person for this to happen because the world is very very how can I say consumerism is at this peak I am seeing adverts for foods and this and that my emotions are all over the place I haven't really looked into emotional regulation and mindset and stoicism yet I am coping with food I'm coping with putting excess energy into my body and all I would need to do now moving forward is I don't judge myself for my decisions and behaviors it is an outcome of the environment and sometimes an inevitable outcome of the environment we live in because you could be in a very stressful work and they're always bringing in sweets and stuff and a lot of people could say well ultimately you've got free will and you can do it but at the end of the day some environments are so hard to break free from and there's honestly no judgment on that so you just say to yourself like we talk about wine is just old grapes you know you say things as a fact i have just eaten too much energy now i must reduce my energy intake so that my body needs to use that extra energy that is stored to supply the body with the energy it needs so that means i cannot give my body the energy it needs every day through food i must give it enough to function enough food for me to have my nutrients enough food for me to feel full enough food for me to enjoy my days but cut but come just shy of what it needs to hit this all its demands therefore pushing the body to say hey we don't have enough energy we must go and use the stored energy we have which is we got enough stored energy let's go and do it that's absolutely fine and the stored energy will slowly reduce over time and once the stored energy is reduced to a level you're happy with you're going to have a different body shape and so forth but on that journey to that lower stored energy state you can't be thinking that once you've reached the level of body fat percentage that you're going to be happy it's a fool you, you're fooling yourself you have to work on the mindset from the start and you can honestly feel completely different in a matter of days about yourself your relationship with yourself how you view the events how you view yourself is under your control how you are right now you can't change it right now okay so the only thing you can change is your relationship so I love chocolate I love when I go home um, my mother's got like scotch eggs and stuff she makes this lush so my relationship with food at home is different to my relationship with food when I live in a flat in London my relationship with food at home is there's comfort in it's my mother's food and stuff like that I realize that relationship is more to do with the comfort of home as opposed to my needs of calories and food so when I go home I need to look at that relationship I don't blame the food I don't have a go I don't try and change that I'm just saying my relationship home food do I need to have this extra food am I just comfort eating and stuff like this the awareness of these things actually leads to change you might not think it does but when you spot it in the moment light bulbs go off right light bulbs go off um, but back to this study a bit of a tangent there the it looked at like the worse a person's body image the more likely they were to display disordered eating okay and really what comes up to this is if you have got a really bad body image and you speak negatively about your body all the time or you notice one of your friends is doing this and you, you check in on their eating check in on how they, they're, they're coping with that 
Um, but it did show in a study, and a point I'm alluding to ultimately here is a long one, is that people with higher BMIs were not more likely to have negative body image. Okay, so this comes from acceptance, neutrality. I'm neither positive nor negative. This is me. I'm more than my body, obviously. We're all more than our bodies. If you don't think that, then it's quite a sad existence, really. Um, and I think it's important for us to work on that relationship with ourselves and our food and stuff every day. That's in your control. And ultimately, it leads you to a state where you couldn't believe, and I promise you, Gaia, you couldn't believe how much effort and straining and catastrophizing you used to do over a few pounds of fat or over how you looked if you didn't look specific way for a specific place specific event you realize it's about you know what i want to be myself i want to unleash my full potential i want to be the person i want to be i want to put out that good energy into the world and that doesn't necessarily mean i'll put out better energy when i'm like really thin doesn't it's not it's not a strong correlation there. Um, it's about your mindset and relationship. So please work on it. But have a good day. Obviously, bring it back to this like one day at a time mindset. Is that even though it is the twentieth of December right now, it doesn't mean that we say, "Hey, let's just like go mental and just eat loads of foods and drink loads." And not, and, and honestly, don't do this just because it's going to reduce your weight gain. Do it for the sake of your mental clarity. You'll feel much better if you moderately drink moderately eat do you know why because you won't be bloated and feel terrible you won't have a hangover and waste a beautiful morning at home with your friends and family that you could have gone for a nice walk with them and had a nice chat and catch up you 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 don't put yourself in these scenarios where you're wasting hours and days because you've overdone it you know socrates had a good quote on this that hunger is the best relish which means, you know, being a bit hungry makes food taste the best, not necessarily like chugging on the ketchup, which is disgusting. Um, and he said, paradoxically, we actually feel better from self-restraint than self-gorging. So whilst you might gorge on the extra chocolate and Maltesers, you think this is going to taste so nice, it gets to the point where you start getting a bit disgusted by it. And waking up the next day knowing you've moderately eat is a far better feeling than the that gain we think we get from eating a bit too much that we think we're going to get you know what i mean so yeah keep those in mind um but check in again tomorrow focus on your protein and your calories and your steps today and um you know even if it's just calories and steps or even if it's just steps wherever you can handle get one big thing in and have a good day and i'll speak to you soon